This is Courage Cast. More power, less fear, so you can make a difference. Hey friends, it's Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. I want to thank you for joining me today. Today I want to talk about an article that my father sent me, actually. The title of the article is A Psychotherapist Says Parents who raise confident, mentally strong kids always do these three things when praising their children. It talks about the benefits of praising your children in this specific way. And there are three ways, three things they do in three ways that they praise their kids that I want to point out. And I also want to point out this. This does not just pertain to kids, in my opinion. This pertains to anyone you are in a relationship with. If you want to encourage or inspire or be someone who is seen as an encouragement to others, then you're going to want to make these three things a habit. Change up, make a slight shift in the way that you praise other people, praise your kids, and do this instead. So this article is from CNBC. Like I said, it's my it's some, an article my father sent me. I have since sent it to a couple of other people because I thought it was so good, especially people who are dads of younger kids in particular. I have a daughter who's 12 who I can still be a great influence on. I can be an influence on my boys as well, but they're setting on an, a new path in their lives and they're, they're moving on. So I have less and less of an influence on them now i can be come alongside them more as a as a friend and as a compadre and somebody that's in their corner and and be a cheerleader and a champion for them but in some ways i can do this with them as well just like you can do this with anyone that you lead if you're in leadership you want to make praising of course one of the more important aspects of what you do and how you lead people so what the research that's kind of been uncovered has found, or this what this article seems to state, is there are three ways of parenting that really make a difference in kids' lives, especially the praising aspect of things. So the first one is they praise the process. They praise the effort instead of maybe a kid's talent or outcome, right? So Instead of them having the talent to be able to solve math problems quickly, or instead of them getting all A's and praising that, we can be praising seeing and noticing others making a great effort into a math assignment. When you do that, research has shown, uh, specifically some Stanford Graduate School of Education research, Carol Dweck, actually, who is a professor of psychology, she actually conducted an experiment where a group of children were told that they were successful because they were smart, while the second group, so a first group, were told they were successful because they were smart. The second group was told they were successful because they worked hard. And when the two groups were given a variety of puzzles, children in the second group were more likely to choose a harder puzzle. And Dweck also found that praising the process made them more likely to feel confident in a task, even if they made a mistake. So praising the process, praising the effort, praising the things that they can fully control. So I think that's a really important distinction in how to give praise. 
And I love that. I think we can apply that in all aspects of our lives, especially in being parents. Number two, parents who do this well, they never make it a competition. Or I should probably say, they never compare their kids to other kids or saying and praising kids in a way that says, you scored more goals than all your teammates combined. That is just going to, according to research, cultivate narcissism in your kids, attention-seeking behavior, and a lack of teamwork when you compare your kids with other kids. A better approach? Encouraging them to compare their past efforts with their present efforts rather than with other people. This gets them in the habit of shifting their goals away from being better than everyone else and towards self-improvement. That takes their eyes off of the comparison game with everyone else. We already naturally do that, right? It's way better and way more in a child's control or a person's control to be honest about their effort rather than comparing something that's completely out of their control, which is someone else's effort or someone else's result. So you see a a real identical, I see similarities, I guess, between how we praise the process or praise the other person's effort, and then we only compare the effort of the person, not compare the effort of the other people with our child, for example. So I love that. I think that's really, really solid advice and is backed by research. The third, I think, is really, really important as well. And it takes a little bit more time to explain. But parents who do this well, who raise mentally confident kids, are going to use observational language. So what this means is instead of saying, that's so good, you may want to say, I love the colors in your painting. Tell me more about why you chose them. Okay? This is, again, you're kind of combining two things. You're observing something in someone, and then you're getting curious about the process that they have undertaken. So another example, instead of saying, you look like a pro riding that bike, parents of motivated kids might say something like, you were so careful and focused while riding your bike. Be more observational. Even when you wobbled a bit and almost fell off, you kept going. That was cool to watch. So again, These are just small tweaks that are going to help your kids feel more proud of themselves for putting effort into something. It can also make them more excited to take on more challenging things in the future. And I guess one final point that the article makes is it's important to create an environment of emotional safety. If your child, and they all, they will, or someone you work with that you lead fails at something, the child fails a test to hold back from telling them they should have studied harder. That's not emotional safety. That's actually putting guilt on them and making them feel bad about something they have no longer any control over, right? The better thing to do is to ask them what they think they can do to improve next time. It's important to give kids an opportunity and people an opportunity to learn for themselves. That is when the real learning takes place. And the ownership takes place and the motivation gets instilled in them. Self-motivation gets instilled in them, right? Kids need to know that they can come to their parents and their bosses, their leaders, not just when they've done something well, but also when they're struggling with a task or a challenge. That's super important too. So all in all, this article is solid all the way through. 
I thought it was a really valuable one to share with the courageous community because we are about self-improvement. And I, that's one of the things I absolutely love. I love to get become a better dad and a more well-rounded father for my kids and a well, well-rounded leader for others. And, and hopefully these little points, these three main points will help you. Praising the process, praising effort, comparing effort, your own effort, and then use observational language. Get curious. Allow someone to learn from their mistakes. Allow someone to come to their own conclusions. Instead of telling someone what they did wrong, ask them questions. Get curious. Even if you know the answer or you suspect the answer, don't be so arrogant to think that you know the answer. It's better to ask questions. This is so valuable, friends. I hope you use it and apply it today. I'll be back again on another episode of The Courage Cast. I'm not sure when. Maybe it's another episode with Daniel Peterson as we have another meeting this week with our young entrepreneurs group. Might have some time for Daniel to come on. Who knows? But for now, I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll be back again very soon on another episode of The Courage Cast.